Annie Barbara, it's Jackie. Jackie, I'm fine. Fine. I'm fine. I have some bad news. Dad is not with us anymore. I said, Dad has passed away. He's passed away. Dad is gone. That's dead. He's dead. No, dead. Dad. He's fine. He sends his love. Uh, I am not doing that again. You can't make me. Good evening. This is a Dr. Seuss podcast. Um, Dr. Zeus podcast. Uh, so if you haven't heard the news, um, oh God, it continues. I heard her voice and I thought, oh God, oops. Um, coming soon this fall, returning after a very brief hiatus. Roseanne is no longer Roseanne. It is now called the Connor family. Okay, so 30 years later, here's what happened. In 1987-88, there was a show called Valerie's Family. At first, it was just called Valerie, and it starred Valerie Harper. And she was married to this one guy who kind of looks like a low-rent MacGyver. And Jason Bateman was their son. There was a neighbor named Mrs. Poole. I don't even think she had a fucking pole. And then their other two sons who had mullets. Well, so Valerie Harper wants more money. Contract disputes. So they're like, bye-bye. So they bring in the aunt, Sandy Duncan. Yes, Nabisco. And it becomes the Hogan family. And supposedly, and I never bought this, even as a little kid, I thought it was fake shit. The mother was killed in a car accident. I thought, oh. Even as a little kid, I thought, uh, no. That's like when you read the story five times too fast to me because you're tired. Uh-huh. I'll read it myself then. Um, but yeah. So that's kind of what's happening 30 years later to Roseanne, which is now the Connor family. Aunt Jackie is taking over. And here's the funny thing. She kind of already did several times. In the original broadcast, and I'm not talking about this shit that they tried to pattern off as a broadcast. Okay. I was a little happy about it coming back. I didn't realize what kind of shit. It it, it wasn't even funny. The original was funny. There were a few times, though, where Aunt Jackie took over. There was that one time Roseanne went to go, I guess, stay with her parents because the father wasn't doing too well. So Jackie was watching the kids, watching Dan, and it was different. She made them breakfast. She made them lunch. She made Dan dinner. Everyone was at ease. It was as if it was now Aunt Jackie's show. Then the big R comes back and shit just hits the fan. She got a really weird haircut, which I'm sure Tom Arnold inspired. And then there was that one time Rod Bells, where Roseanne worked, was going to do a commercial. And her family was going to be in the commercial. 
And Roseanne got up for a moment and Jackie sat to go eat Roseanne's fries. And the producers were like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. New mom. Oh, no, she's the aunt. Oh, let's keep the aunt. We don't want you in the commercial. Hey. She gets all pissed off. And the one who ends up in the commercial is fucking Darlene. She's got pigtails and she's eating that fry. And it's like, welcome to Rod Bell's. (laughs) She hated that shit. Um, it's Thursday, motherfuckers. So that news, I mean, it's like Friday is already here. And it's almost midnight. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a show dedicated to someone who died 10 years ago. It's very, well, it's not, you know, Roseanne's career died this year. Goodbye. But this person died. They died. Their career didn't die. They died. They died after doing their last show in Vegas. And that's George motherfucking Carlin. And he died 10 years ago. Cocaine caught up with him. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how he died on the eve of a very historic presidential election. The material that he probably had. And he was about to receive the Mark Twain Prize for Humor, which he received posthumously. Okay, so it was. It's very bittersweet, and his daughter talks a lot about him and says, "You know, they said, what do you think he'd think of Trump?" Hey, he said, "You know, in life, you got a free ticket to the freak show. Here's the freak show. Here's the circus. It's just getting crazier, not better, crazier." Okay, so back to the Aunt Jackie show. I wonder what they're going to... You know, I think it's great because, okay, now we don't have to worry about those actors being out of work, okay? And, um, I mean, uh, you know, you know who I'm going to ask about this. It's a church lady. Come on. So, you want to know what I think of the Connor family? (laughs) Oh, God. Yes. A few Hail Marys. It's going to come to that. Here at church chat, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with Roseanne in the 80s. But it was a supposed American family. And here we are 30 years later. And the Hogan family has returned in the form of the Carter family. Isn't that special? One was supposedly killed in a car wreck, and Aunt Sandy Duncan shows up, Peter Pan and all Nabisco. No. And then, here we are 30 years later, and what has happened? Did she fall in a fucking volcano? Oops, I'm sorry, I'm the church lady. I'm not supposed to curse, but you know, shit has happened. In my old age here at church chat, which I've been doing since the 80s, You know, Roseanne, Roseanne, fell in that volcano, burning and screaming. Her career just twittered out. Hmm, how very interesting. And now, Aunt Jackie Sandy Duncan has come to save the family of deplorables. That special, hmm. I'm sorry, this is all the time we have for my segment of church chat. Hit it, Pearl. 
This has been Church Chat with the Church Lady. Yeah. We had to pull her out. I mean, you know, this is just, I had to race to do this because I, I had guests over. This is like the day that um, Roseanne was canceled. I'll never forget it. I was out and I'm gambling. I'm at the Indian Casino and it comes over with my phone in the news. And I was like, oh my God, I have to race home and do my podcast. But then I had to also grab a bite to eat, which was far away, Mexican food. Uh, yes, unlike the national security, what is she again? I don't know, the little blonde bitch um, who had the goal to eat Mexican food. And she's trying to separate these families who are from Mexico. Yeah, pretty fucking offensive. Not as offensive when people say, well, you know, coming here illegally. Well, historically, you see, Mexico owned Texas and California and Arizona. And then something called the Alamo happened. And, you know, historically, this land is your land. This land is my land. So as a half Mexican, you see, we have basically reclaimed this country because now we are the, the main population. Okay. So you have famous cities like San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Monterrey. Yeah. Those don't sound that way for coincidence. It's because they are Latin. So necessarily those who are supposedly here illegally, mm, no, because the ancestors owned this land and it was stolen just like the Native Americans. And another history lesson that people don't like to bring up when I bring it up is that you see the Native Americans made up the Mexicans because the Mexicans basically were the Spaniards. They got with the Native Americans and boom, you've got Mexicans. Okay. And the Native Americans came from age. They came from the continent of Asia and cross that isthmus and people don't like when I say that especially Mexicans because they don't want to say that they have Native American blood in them which is Asian yeah you do okay motherfuckers history lesson over and Sarah Palin who claims she can see Russia I can see Russia from my house yeah well Osceola is the um, meth capital of Alaska. So I'm sure you took a few whiffs of your son's meth. Oh my God. Yeah. So just remember that history lesson, people. Okay. That the Native Americans, the Latin Americans, own this country more ways than one. So you can say, oh, well, they're here. I'm, you know, my family was here legally. Your family probably came here from Switzerland. Yes, probably legally. But if I was to go back to Switzerland and take their land for my own, and then you try to steal it back and then cross over it years later illegally. Yeah. History lesson. Without the guns. You know, in high school, it was always very interesting because each week, one part of my ethnicity was conquering the world. First, it was Spain. Then it was Portugal. 
but then I re- then I learned early on from my grandmother that we were not from Portugal. We were well, maybe descendants from Portugal, but we were from the Azores, which are islands. Yes, I don't. I I pray that not a lot of inbreeding was going on, you know. But it is the islands, and you can only catch a fish so many fucking times, and and whale blubber and all that other shit. So you know. But that's the history lesson right there. So each time someone Portuguese makes it, oh, Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird. I can't stand Nelly Furtado. She's not a representation of me. Or James Franco, who really needs to keep his shirt on because I don't need to see that mess. <sighs> God. I mean, you know, in Milk, it was okay. Milk it was a historical movie. And I'm sure Sean Penn got a kick out of it, them comparing butts. But no. So that's the history lesson. Back to the Aunt Jackie show. So you're going to have the original cast. I'm so thankful they're not out of work. But, you know, the Connor family, I guess that's the working title. We're going to see what happens. And, um, you know, I don't know. But we can't all blame the Democrats for our problems now, can't we, Donald? Oh, and I'm remiss if I don't bring this up. George Washington is the only president who didn't blame the previous administration, motherfuckers. Yeah. You notice there wasn't a lot of blame game going on with George W. Bush um, and uh, Obama. And I voted for Obama. I did not vote for Bush. But now it seems that Bush is not so much the the bad man. Yes, war criminal, I understand. Ooh, I love this. Atlanta mayor moves to block ICE from using city jails for border detainees. Because shit is hitting the motherfucking fan. Okay. It's almost midnight. I'm not going to turn into a pumpkin. Unfortunately, I know people like that at 8 p.m. They want to go home and go to sleep. Um, and these are people who are not elderly. These are people who are actually young. Oh, I got to go and do this. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. Um, if you live in the mountains, I understand because there is such a time as mountain time. I understand that. But then there are those who I know who like to get drunk. And like to go night-night. No, I don't think so. I always loved how people would say to me, oh, you don't have much fun. Yes, because I don't go out and black out after every night. And I had friends who would who would basically brag about blacking out. You know, and I'm sitting there biting my tongue like, and I want to say to them, you know, if you're bragging about blacking out after alcohol, that means that you've lost complete control. That's not appealing to me. That's actually sad. That means that someone could have done something to you and you don't even know about it and now you're pregnant. Yeah. Call Bill Cosby. See if he cares. Um, I know I can't believe I said that, but you know, who gives a fuck? And I and that my my mantra of that comes from my friend, the doctor, who she she said to me, you know, I don't give a fuck. Fuck those bitches over there. We were out eating sushi in March. March was a very dark time a time of transformation and um, we're eating sushi and there are these two women there. And she's like, I don't care about those bitches over there. I'm like, Ooh, well, 
you you are the authoritarian here. You are the big dog. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it was a little embarrassing, but I'm eating that sushi, and I'm just like entertained, like shit, shit truly hit the fan, motherfuckers. And I think they got up and leave, left, leave. You know, I'm tired when I say leave. Yeah, but you know, it's Thursday. I had done one earlier. The computer took a shit, and um, then it signed me out. So here I am, back for more. You know, and it's close to midnight, and I figure, you know, hey, I got to pound one out. Not like our friend at the Piggly Wiggly. Let's see if he's pounding one out right now. See what happens. <laughs> oh, God. Shit. Oh, my God. Fucking Piggly Wiggly. But, hey, he's making money. I ain't hate on him. So, you know, this is the year of Aunt Jackie. This, who would have thought? She's got three Emmy Awards for playing Jackie Harris. She has two Tony Awards. One she won last year for The Doll's House, part two. And the next one, I think, was for another play that she did with Glenda Jackson. Yeah, they finally dug her up and let her back on stage. And then she was nominated for a Golden Globe and an Academy Award. And the sad thing is, Lori Metcalf plays a one hell of a mother. And in Lady Bird, I almost called it um, Juno, part two, she played a very interesting mother who cares so much. And yet her and the daughter butt heads, you know what I mean? They're so alike. And she did not win the Oscar for that. No. Instead, she lost the Oscar to the mother from hell. And if you know what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> nothing against Allison Janney, but Allison, how many fucking awards do you need? Come on, honey. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. And if I can find it, you know, uh, I mean, it, it is not, it's not a feel-good movie. I, I have yet to watch it. Oh, here we go. She won an Oscar for this, mind you. Did you? When I was a kid, did you ever love me or anything? You think Sonia Henny's mother loved her? Poor fucking you. I didn't stay home making apple brown Bettys. No, I made you a champion. Knowing you'd hate me for it. Yeah. Okay. She won an Oscar for that. The Academy has this weird relationship with bad mothers. Monique and Precious. You know, the Mariah Carey comeback story. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. This is um, Lori Metcalf and Lady Bird. You are from Sacramento. You don't have to do that. Well, it's nice to make things neat and clean. You ready to go home? Ready. 
Her hand moved behind his head and supported it. Her fingers moved gently in his hair. She looked up and across the barn. And her lips came together. What the fuck are they listening me to? You've been listening to The Grapes of Wrath. Oh. Oh, yeah, they're from the valley. 21 hours and five minutes. Let's just sit with what we heard. Are you serious? Well, we don't have to constantly be entertaining ourselves, do we? I wish I could live through something. Aren't you? Nope. The only exciting thing about 2002 is that it's a palindrome. Okay, fine. Well, yours is the worst life of all, so you win. Oh, so now you're mad? No, it's because just you're I being wanted ridiculous to to because music. you have a great life. I'm sorry, I'm not perfect. No one's asking you to be perfect. Just consider it. Would do. I don't even want to go to school in this state anyway. I hate California. I want to go to the East Coast. Your dad and I will barely be able to afford in-state tuition. There are loans, Your brother, your very smart brother, he can't even find a job. He and Shelly work. They have they jobs. They bag at the grocery store. That is not a career, and they went to Berkeley. Your father's company is laying off people right and left. Did you even know that? No, of course you don't, because you don't think about anybody but yourself. An immaculate heart is already a luxury. Immaculate heart? You wanted that, not me. Miguel saw someone knifed in front of him at Sac High. Is that what you want? So you're telling me that you want to see somebody knifed he right in front of you. barely right saw that. I want to go where culture is, like How New York, I raise such or at least snob. Connecticut or New Hampshire, <laughs> where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. Mom, you can't even pass your driver's test. Because you wouldn't let me practice The way enough. that you work, or the, or the way that you don't work, you're not even worth state tuition, Christine. My name is Ladybird. Uh, well, actually, it's not, and it's ridiculous. Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Just, you should just go to City College. You know, with your work ethic, just go to City College, and then to jail, and then back to City College, and then maybe you'd learn to pull yourself up and not expect everybody to do everything. And then she throws herself out of the fucking car. So... And then there's a great moment toward the end of the movie with um, La- um, Laurie Metcalf. I almost called her Lady Bird. She might as well be. They're so alike in the car. That's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil it. But here's Laurie Metcalf. This is a seasoned fucking veteran. And yeah, Allison Janney is too. But come on. She's won so many Emmys that she should change her name to fucking Emmy Janney. Not Allison. Oh, hey, Emmy, what you doing? Because she's got so fucking many of them. It's like, share the wealth, people. And I'm going to leave you with these thoughts. Because they're going to attempt to remake The Witches. And it's like they're remaking everything from my childhood. And it comes out in some shitty form. Roseanne. And, yeah. I mean, I hope Angelica Houston just puts a stop to it. I'm not going to be in that film again. That ugly mask was enough. Yeah. That was such a fucking great movie. If You know, better than the book. Oops, yes, I said it. Oops, I did it again. You know, but it's Thursday, motherfuckers, you know. I'm having sushi tomorrow. Um, I'm obsessed with sushi. Not obsessed with Beyonce. I don't understand that. I listened to that joint album with her and Jay-Z. 
Okay, I already need. I already know enough about your fucking infidelities. I don't care. I don't care. I already know about it. You fucked it. You wrote it. You recorded it. You now you want Grammys? Great. No more. No fucking more. I'm tired of it. It's like you know, and she wants to think she's Madonna. Great. You know, it's cute. It's cute. I can only handle her in small bursts. I truly can. I don't understand the beehive today. I saw a bee and I thought, oh, that's that one of Beyonce's followers, you know, and then it stings you and dies because that's the reality of the beehive. It stings you and it dies. Just remember that when you're idolizing, worshiping someone who doesn't know your fucking name, Beyonce, because you must not know about me. When I heard that song and she's singing that, I'm like, that's so egotistical right there. You must not know about me. I was not a fan. I was not a fan until Single Ladies. And I was like, eh, okay, this is okay. And then she's talking about Halo. Okay, this is okay. Eh. And then Lady Gaga changed the game. So then Beyonce's having to put on these weird outfits to try to keep up. Oh, yeah, I fucking said it. Yeah. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. It's almost midnight. At this rate, he's not calling. He's, he's getting, getting banged at the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Could you just imagine the cops when they catch him there? Excuse me, sir. You might want to step out of that vehicle. Pull your pants up, please. The Piggly Wiggly does not cater to this and your sexual fibers. Throw a chicken on it. Or a dumpling. Oh, my God. Mm. One time he told me that Oh, yeah. So he tells me this ruse. He likes to make up stories, that motherfucker. So he tells me he was at some kind of school function. And he says, yeah, I got in trouble. And I was like, why? What happened? He sends me this mock newspaper article that he threw a chair at a nun. And it hit the, it hit the nun. And then later I said, is this true? And he's like, no, but we doctored the article just to fuck with you. Oh, great. So half the time you don't know what he's saying. This is the same motherfucker that would call me at all hours of the night just to do the Truman Capote impression. Ring, ring. Yeah, hello. Can you do the Truman Capote impression? Oh, my God, it's three in the morning. Fine. I was at Marilyn's apartment the other day, and she had four Matisses on the wall. Two were upside down. Yeah. You know. And you've eaten. And he didn't call, and so he gets a can of shut the fuck up. And he shut the fuck up. Because he said, I'm not on the show. And Lydia Callis. So fuck it. But I'm going to leave you with this. Unpleasant dreams from me and, and you and Elvira. Elvira. This is the Dr. Zeus podcast. Good night. Good night.